This episode of P.E. is brought to you by TIAs and other common abbreviations. And the idiom on the QT. Did you miss us? We had a little break from proper English last week and now we're back. It's nice to have a rest, but it's nice to be back too, isn't it, Dave? Oh, it is, Ali. Now, here's a thing. How often have you seen the abbreviations on a website or on social media and wondered what they mean? Well, there are some that I still find utterly bewildering, particularly ones that came from the early days of the internet, but mostly I'm okay with them. Now, I know that some of our students and listeners are quite confused by them. So, if you can't tell your DOAs from your DOBs... Your FAQs from your BLTs... Or your TMIs from your BRBs... Do you know what? This episode could be just the thing for you. Oh, we haven't said that for a while. I know, I've gone old school. How about we start with the abbreviations in the introduction? Why not? The first initials in this week's introduction were P.E., which sometimes stands for physical education, my least favourite lesson at school. But on this occasion, P.E. means, of course, proper English. English. And then we had T.I.A.'s. And these three letters are the first letters of the words in the phrase three initial abbreviations. And that, among other kinds of abbreviations, is what we're all about today. So, here's an idea. Mm -hmm. I've got a list of different kinds of abbreviations here. Ah, so have I. And they're different ones to yours, which is good. So, let's go through them and see how we get on. What do you think? GFI, Dave. Eh? Ha, got you straight away. GFI stands for go for it. I knew that. Okay, so let's start with a few internet or text message abbreviations. Right, I'm ready. Hit me with your first one. So, what does LOL, L-O-L, mean? Ah, well, this is an easy one to start with. It stands for laugh out loud, and you use it in a chat or a message when something is funny. That's a good start, but what would I be saying if I put TMI in a text? Well, this is something we say when somebody is... Overshared. For instance, our two old lady friends might say something like this. Oh, Sylvia, I wish I hadn't had that lemon drizzle cake yesterday. I've been up and down to the loo all night. Went straight through me, it did. TMI, which I am reliably informed by my granddaughter, means too much information, Mabel. I don't want to know about your bodily functions, thank you very much. I was just saying. Anyway, well done. What about PLS and THX? They kind of go together. Well, I would say that they're more contractions than abbreviations, Mm -hmm. TBH, which stands for to be honest, of course. Well, that's very good, but what about PLS and THX? Well, obviously, they mean please, And thanks. Good stuff. What about FYI? For your information. This is often used when people have sent you an important announcement or they're telling you something they think you should know. You're doing very well, IMO. And what does that one mean? Oh, now that means in my opinion. And I agree. I'm doing very well. Better than I expected. Brilliant. 
And after this little musical sting, we'll BRB. Which means we'll be right back. So what have you got on your list for me then, Dave? Well, Ali, I know how much you enjoyed Latin when you were at school. OMG, (laughs) which is short for oh my God. I hated Latin so much. Don't tell me all your abbreviations are Latin in origin. Okay, I won't tell you. But they are. (sighs) All Latin. In English, particularly when we're writing, we use a lot of Latin abbreviations. Well, I'm glad I had this idea. Anyway, here's your first question. What does NB mean? Ah, you'll sometimes see this at the beginning of a sentence in formal communication that the writer wants to draw your attention to. Like, for instance, on a job advert. NB, applications received after the closing date will not be accepted. And what does it stand for? NB stands for nota bene, which means note well or take note. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. What about EG? Ah, you'll often see this before an example in an essay. And in Latin, it is exempli gratia, which translates basically as for example. Ah, obviously. I know. There are a number of sports in the Summer Olympics, EG, swimming, judo and archery. Using EG usually means there are other examples that haven't been mentioned. Well, clearly, because there are loads more sports in the Olympics. Exactly. And so it's not a good idea to use ETC in the same sentence as EG, because we already know there are more examples. Good style tip. Mm -hmm. ETC is short for etc, by the way, uh, which is short for and other things, just so you know. And I guess you can use EG interchangeably with IE. Uh, no. Ah. And I'll tell you why. Go on then. IE stands for id est, which means that is, or specifically, or maybe namely, which is different from EG when you're giving one or more examples. I see. I think. (laughs) Give me an example. Okay. How about the price of these shoes could be a little more realistic i.e. lower. Oh, so to summarise, e.g. can give one or more examples, i.e. gives precise information. Correct. So is that it? Pretty much. Oh, just as an afterthought, what about P.S.? P.S. That is an afterthought. (laughs) Clever. Thank you. Because that's exactly what it is. I know. When you've thought of something else to say after you've finished writing an informal letter and you don't want to rewrite the whole thing, under your signature, you would add something at the end, starting with P.S. And P.S. stands for postscript, which is Latin for written after. Now, here's a question Mm -hmm. apropos of nothing. What's the plural of mongoose? Hmm, go on then, I'll bite. As would the mongoose. (laughs) I think I see where you're going here. Well, our talk about P.S. reminded me of a story. Uh A would-be zookeeper needed some animals for his new zoo. Penguins, giraffes, birds of prey, and maybe a mongoose or two. So, he decided to write to London Zoo to see if they had any going spare. But this is where he ran into problems. To the head zookeeper of London Zoo. I'm opening a small zoo and I wondered if you could send me a couple of mongoose. Well, that doesn't sound right. Exactly. 
So he tried again. Could you send me a couple of mungai? Mm, definitely not that. Mm. So he tried again and hit on a solution. Please send me a mongoose. P.S. Please send me another one. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> and now it's time for Idiom of the Week. It's late. So late, it's practically early. Sergeant Roberts and D.I. Davidson are the surveillance team keeping an eye on a warehouse. It belongs to some suspected carpet counterfeiters, a lucrative business involving the manufacture and supply of fake Axminster and such. However, the detective is busily grilling her second-in-command about a very important issue. So, Roberts, who was the big crime boss in that awful police procedural show you inexplicably love? Oh, it was very exciting, ma. Very exciting indeed. Most unexpected. Now, it was the FLT for you, wasn't it, ma'am? Oh, yes. Fake bacon, lettuce and tomato. My favourite. What did you end up choosing? B.I.B., ma'am. A B.I.B.? What in the name of all that's breakfasty is a B.I.B.? Breakfast in bread, ma'am. <laughs> Sausage, bacon, runny fried egg, baked beans, oh, and a slice of processed cheese to top it all off. Beauty in a bap, with optional brown sauce. And naturally, I opted for brown sauce. Breakfast in bread? The amount of cholesterol in that. You'll be having your next breakfast in a hospital bed. I can feel my arteries hardening just thinking about it. Enough of that. Who was the big boss in To Catch a Crooked Copper? Well, ma'am, I would dearly love to tell you, but, well, it's a bit embarrassing, really. Oh, come along, ma'am. Spit it out. Well, strictly on the QT. On the what? On the QT. It's an idiom, ma'am, meaning on the quiet, very hush-hush. You must promise not to tell anyone, that sort of thing, ma'am. Oh, very well, I promise not to tell anyone. Cross my heart and hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. Well, I hope it doesn't come to that, ma'am. So what am I not supposed to know? Well, D.I. Davidson swore me to secrecy. But I'm D.I. Davidson. Am I losing my mind? Not you, ma'am. The other D.I. Davidson. Ah. Husband, D.I. Davidson. The other one. Yeah. What secret is he withholding, Roberts? Ah, oh, well, he knows how much you've been enjoying this television series. And because you've been working very hard recently, you've not had chance to see the last episode. So he made me promise not to give you any spoilers, such as the identity of the big crime boss. Strictly on the QT, you understand, Mum? Ah, oh, well, Dirk can be very thoughtful, even when it comes to awful police procedural shows. Wait a minute. Who's that coming out of the warehouse? Great Scott, it's Sergeant Sergeant. My word, he's chasing the crooks onto that fake Persian carpet. He's only got hold of one corner of it and he's yanked it 
and oh, well done, Sergeant Sergeant. He pulled the rug from right underneath them. Incredible. And on that bombshell, here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish. All one word. At sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on whichever social media you use. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us. Friends, family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And make sure you rate and review us. Because that helps other people to find us. And subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Because that makes us happy. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English. So what is the plural of mongoose? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, it's one mongoose and several mongooses. Doesn't sound right, does it? No.